Oh God, your creation runs its appointed course as from the ends of the earth you gather a people you call your own. Confirm us in the strength of your abiding word. Steady our hearts in the time of trial so that on the day of the Son of Man we may without fear rejoice to behold his appearing. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The prophet Daniel promises that the end of the world as we know it is a time of hope and not fear for those who are faithful to the word and the will of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. At that time, Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as has never occurred since nations first came into existence. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The following passage from the letter to the Hebrews tells us that Christ, the high priest, sacrificed his life for the forgiveness of our sins. His death makes us free. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since then has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Where there is forgiveness of sin, and lawless deeds, there is no longer any offering for sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the end which is to come. He said, in those days after the time of suffering, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power 
and glory. Then the Son of Man will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the fig's branches become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. But as far as that day or the hour, no one really knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The biblical liter literature that we've listened to this morning is called apocalyptic. And apocalyptic is a word that means what was hidden is being revealed. Apocalyptic literature in, in the scriptures, it's given to people who are in the midst of chaos and catastrophe in their life. It's a symbolic language that says to these people who are in deep trouble that it's going to be okay that God is going to make things right again. Daniel's prophecy occurred, was spoken at a time when there was a Seleucid king. His name was Antiochus Epiphanes. This dude was a really bad dude. He was persecuting God's people and, and trying to drive them away from the covenant with God. He tried to force them to eat McRibs, and, and you know that's against the law. But the message that Daniel the prophet speaks is, Antiochus is not going to win. Even when he goes into the temple and puts a false god in the temple, he's not going to win. God, who is the source of wisdom, God is going to win in the end of the battle. The part of Mark's gospel that we listen to today is also apocalyptic literature. The church at the time that Mark's gospel was written was dealing with what happened to the community after the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. I mean, we, the church, were still connected to the Jews in, in faith and, and, and in sacrifice and, and in life. And 
when they destroyed the temple, what are we supposed to do? Where do we go? Where do we go to experience the presence of God? Any of you who belong to a parish that's been closed, you know how they felt when the temple was destroyed. It's heart-rending, very difficult. You get to be feeling lost. What Jesus says in that gospel text today, everything is going to explode, everything is going to be torn down, but my word will last forever. The challenge is, let's live that word. Let's grab onto it and let it direct our lives. You know, I, I struggle with this apocalyptic literature because most of the time it's really, really noisy and, and, and truth be told, it's scary. There's always, the, the, the sun's always getting blotted out and the stars are falling down and the planets and, oh, it's just a mess. It's scary. How do we look forward to a scary time like that? when the world as we know it is shaken to its foundation. Apocalyptic literature is very difficult to understand and sometimes difficult to say. Apocalyptic, I can do that. Apocalyptic. As I was wrestling with the text, I remembered a song uh, that I'd learned in the 70s, and, and it was written by a, a friend of mine. His name is Joe Wise, or a, an acquaintance of mine. Uh, Joe Wise was a very, very popular songwriter in the church in the 70s, and his music was always, the, the music was easy to hold on to, easy to sing, and the poetry was always stirring. It somehow inspired faith. Joe Wise's song about the apocalypse is really simple. I'm going to ask you to sing it with me. My Lord will come again. My Lord will come again. He'll come again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So sing, my soul, and laugh and dance and skip and run and shout for joy. He'll come now, the first part is like, my Lord will come again. Even I can remember that. So let's try it. My Lord will come again. My Lord will come again. He'll come again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So sing, my soul, and laugh and dance and skip and run and shout for joy. He'll come. Nothing scary, huh? Nothing scary in that, Carl. Nothing, nothing scary in that. Joyful, hopeful. There's something about that refrain that really stuck, stuck in my craw. And I didn't even know I had a craw, by the way. I don't know where it's located, but <laughs> laugh and dance and skip and run and shout for joy. What's all this dancing about? 
any commercial you see on TV, whatever they're selling, when you buy it, you dance. You're so happy. Now, I'm thinking about the people I know, like our staff here at Good Shepherd. Working with me gives them every reason to want to dance, but they don't. They kind of walk around, whatever. I mean, you buy the gentle toilet tissue and you dance. You buy dog food or cat food and, and the dogs and the cats dance. You buy the right clothes and you dance because you're just so happy. You feel so good because you've been able to buy this and possess it. I read something really disturbing. There is a mountain on the coast of Ghana. And this mountain is not made of dirt or rocks. This mountain is made of clothing that was discarded by Americans. There's so much that it... it, There's too much for everybody in the world. People don't want this stuff. They're not going to use this stuff. I think the the, the author said there was like a billion pounds of clothing every year thrown away. Who's dancing about that? It seems to me that we get suckered into thinking that what we buy will make us happy and we get disappointed every time, don't we? That's not what sets our feet to dancing. What we buy isn't going to help us to be happy in our lives. I can picture this mountain. uh, I think it's called Mount Latest Fashion. The clothes are on fire. They're they're, they're burning. And and you can imagine the smoke and the air in Ghana is polluted by this smoke. And some of the, the, the stuff is going into the ocean and polluting the shore, the shoreline. My soul laugh and dance and skip and run. It's not the stuff we can buy that will set our hearts to dancing. If we listen carefully to Mark's gospel, it's loving God with all our heart, like Mark, like Jesus has told us in Mark, by loving our neighbor, that's what's going to make us happy. That's what's going to set our feet to dancing. I have that image of my mind in, the, in my mind of that mountain of clothes burning. And I have the image in my mind of Jesus trying to teach us not consumerism, but love of God and love of neighbor. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Loving God and loving our neighbor is better than buying the latest shirt or 
the softest toilet tissue. If you believe that, sing with me. My Lord will come again. My Lord will come again. He'll come again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So sing, my soul, and laugh and dance and skip and run and shout for joy. He'll come. We'll walk up to our Father with all our sisters and brothers and he'll smile. We'll stand arm in arm and be his people and he will be our God. My son will come again. My Lord will come again. He'll come again, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So sing, my soul, and laugh and dance and skip and run and shout for joy, he'll come. He's coming. Don't be scared. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.